Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. And we are talking about naloxone kits and the fact that the province has made them free. I want to get uh, a bit more as far as what the uptake has been, how many naloxone kits have been given out, if lives have been saved. Leslie Hill, Executive Director of HIV Community Link, spokesperson for the Calgary Coalition on Supervised Consumption. Hello, Leslie. Hi there. Maybe someone's saying, why are you talking to someone with the HIV community link about naloxone kits? Leslie, tell me your connection with the uh, naloxone kits. Um, our organization has a strong practice in harm reduction. Harm reduction is a, an evidence-based um, uh, procedure that um, really works with people to, who are engaging in risk behaviors to give them information and tools and support in order to minimize those behaviors. It's something that's really embedded in the philosophy of harm reduction organizations and HIV um, and HIV organizations. Um, it was created as a result of um, wanting to reduce HIV infection. So our organization um, hands out uh, uh, harm reduction supplies, so safer injection equipment, unused um, needles to people who are using drugs. And our organization is also, as a result, really involved in the opiate response. Um, we hand out take-home naloxone kits to our clients and to other people in the community. Um, and we're also really involved in uh, the needs assessment to determine um, what the best positioning is for supervised consumption services in both Calgary and Medicine Hat. At this point, we don't have a supervised um, consumption site in Calgary, do we? No, we don't. Um, there are some plans in the works. There's a, uh, a service being planned by Alberta Health Services at the Sheldon Schumer Health Center. Um, and the Calgary Coalition on Supervised Consumption has been engaged for the last four months in a research project to really understand the further needs of the community. So we're looking at where overdose is occurring in our community. Um, we also did surveys with um, 400 people who use substances to understand from their perspective what, what the need for services is. We know there's a great need. Calgary has the highest rate of overdose um, in the province. We've had 149 deaths so far this year in the first six months of this year. So we know there's a really great need and we want to plan services that um, are best positioned so that people will use them and that they have an opportunity to, um, to decrease that rate of overdose happening in the community. How long has the province been uh, making naloxone kits available free? Um, the harm reduction organizations across the province as a part of the Alberta Community Council on HIV started our naloxone programs in um, June, July of 2015. So that was through funding from the province, which which um, they very quickly expanded to other organizations. So naloxone kits are available through our seven organizations in eight cities across the province. We handed out um, just about 6,300 kits last year. And, um, and then they, it's also been expanded to community pharmacies, to opioid dependency programs and addiction and mental health programs. There's kits being handed out in correction centers, health centers, walk-in clinics. Um, so it's really been a, a really widespread um, initiative. The majority of kits are handed out at pharmacies and at the harm reduction organizations. So our seven organizations in eight cities handed out um, just about 4,000 of the total 15,000 kits that were handed out last year. 
I, and I'm curious, do we know, I, I'm, you don't have all the numbers, but how effective those naloxone kits were in reversing the symptoms of an overdose? How many, how many lives were saved, I guess, is how I would put it. Yeah, so with the ACCH organizations, the Alberta Community Council on HIV, we distributed, um, like I said, just about 6,300 kits. And when somebody uses a kit, we encourage them to come back and tell us. That's mm. the way that we know when kits are being used. So they'll come back to us, tell us that they've used their kit, and we take a little bit of information from them about the circumstances, and then we'll give them a replacement kit. And so... In that year, so between June of 2016 and May of 2017, we had um, just about 1,100 reversals reported to us of those 6,300 kits. So the uptake of use is actually quite high as well. Not sure if you had a chance to hear my interview just prior to you. Um, the young Calgary man who's come up with this Orca app that allows people to identify where these pharmacies and walking clinics are. Uh, what do you think of that idea of an app? Because, I mean, I did go online and you do have to Google, put in a Google search to kind of find the map. It's not really that good. But uh, that idea of an app, Leslie, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? You know, we know that uh, technology solutions are really important in any, uh, in any circumstance, in emergency services, in um, you know, in our day-to-day communications, it's really a normal practice these days for people to have apps that they gain information from. And I'm really in support of anything that makes it easier for people to get access to this information. I spoke to a woman last week who lost her partner to overdose last year, and she didn't at that time even know that naloxone kits were available, and neither did his did his parents. So for people to have the information about where a naloxone kit's available and how they can access it and that it's free. I think it's really useful information and any way that information can get out is, is important. How difficult is it to administer the naloxone? I'm getting a few texts saying, is it a needle? Is it like an EpiPen? Would I need to, what, need to use an elastic and inject it in vain? Is it, is it simple to use? It's kind of similar to an EpiPen. So there's two forms of naloxone. There's a, the kits that are available for free are an intramuscular injection. So similar to an EpiPen, you would inject it into the muscle in the thigh. And wherever you go to get your kit, you should be trained on how to use it. The harm reduction organizations will train you on, on how to prevent an overdose in the first place, um, which is things like um, not using alone, using with somebody testing a small amount of your substance first and then waiting a few minutes and then testing again or and, and then using some more, not using at the same time as the person that you have with you, having an naloxone kit available. So we work with people to use more safely. Um, and then the kits are available as a safeguard. Um, so the kits that are handed out are intramuscular injections and we would train you how to, how to use that kit. It's not that difficult. Um, it's, it requires drawing the medication out of a vial, but you're taught how to do that. And then the other solution that's available is, um, is intranasal naloxone. So it's a nasal spray. It's not as widely available. It's more expensive and, um, and it's not available for free, but it is an option for people who aren't interested in or aren't comfortable with with giving an injection. Leslie, I'm getting a lot of texts from people who are saying, this is free, why am I having to use my tax dollars for naloxone kits and yet uh, uh, people pay for other drugs, whether they're diabetic? What do you say to critics who question why we're even making these kits available free of charge? Well, it's the, the burden on the healthcare system is actually really expensive as well to hand out naloxone kits and be able to um, have people respond 
respond in their communities increases health outcomes um, or positive health outcomes. It decreases death for people who are at significant risk. And we know that the path, um, the path of each individual is, is, is different. So some people are able to, you know, go into treatment and quit using very quickly and maybe not ever start again. And other people have bumpier paths and might not be at a point where they're able or, or ready to make a change in their life. Things like naloxone kits allow people the time that they need to interact with um, with human service professionals. So if we're handing out a naloxone kit, it also gives us a chance to build a trusting relationship with somebody so that if they um, if they are feeling like they want to make a change or if they're feeling unsafe, they have somebody to talk to who can who can support them with information and resources. So there's lots of positive benefits to it, and it actually decreases the burden on the health system, emergency services, police response, that kind of thing. So it, in in the long run, can be more cost-effective. Leslie, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. No problem. Have a great day. Leslie Hill, and I want to take a break for news, 403-974-8255. Lots of texts, and I'm opening up the phone lines, your idea and thoughts on naloxone kits.